0: But the problem is there's a part of you that didn't get saved and can never be saved. Your flesh can never be saved. It won't be saved. It is is going to be sinful flesh all the way until you die. The only thing I saved was your spirit. And your big battle is getting flesh to do what the spirit says. Because it's contrary. Okay, let's watch this. Now, can I help you all with something if y'all help me? Even if your flesh is doing right, it don't want to. Okay. <laughs> now, all y'all who look deep and look like you done conquered it because you've been in here twenty years, you've been fighting twenty years. Your flesh still it does not ever stop being contrary. Now, they'll give you a break. Go, go get Galatians five seventeen. Galatians 5, 17, just to get it. Galatians 5 and 17. So I want you to understand it, So understand what's going on. Galatians 5, chapter 17, verse, amen. Galatians 5, 17, when you get it, say amen. Verse 16, let's read it together. On the count of three, one, two, three. This, I say then, walk in the what? And you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Now, note what it's saying. It didn't say you won't have the lust of the flesh. It said you won't fulfill it. That doesn't mean that the lust of the flesh ain't still there because it's the lust of, now, and this is what we need to realize because and this is the big problem that we've been having. We've been calling this the devil and it ain't the devil. He called it the lust of the what? Flesh. So even if you get rid of the devil, it ain't coming from the devil. Where it's coming from? So in order for you to get rid of the lust of the flesh, what you got to get rid of? The flesh. So you still got the lust of the flesh, even though you have gotten rid of the devil, you still have the lust of the flesh. What the flesh will and the lust of the flesh doesn't just go to sex, it doesn't just go to drinking. Because, see, there are some things that we lust after that are not sin, but they're still lusting. And some things that we lust are, are sin. Lust is a part of your nature of who you are, it's a part of your nature, who you are. How many of you all ate something today? Anybody had a hamburger today? Salad? Taco? It's all right. Bacon sandwich? You know, but you ate something. Can, can I tell you what? You lusted after it. That was lust. I just said, no, I just got hungry. No, that was lust. When you eat food and you desire, to eat, all right, boy. All right, go, go with me to Leviticus. Lord, have mercy I'm glad, I like it when y'all look like, because eh, that shows me you're reading and you're listening, all right? Get Deuteronomy chapter 12 and 15 and Deuteronomy chapter 12 and 20. Look at Deuteronomy chapter 12 and 15, all right, 12 and 15, when you're to say praise the Lord. Deuteronomy 12 and 15, all right? We got it? 12 and 15. Let's read that together. On the count of three, one, two, three. Uh oh, y'all all right around here? Twelve and fourteen, all right. But in the place which the Lord shall choose in one of thy tribes, there shall offer burnt offerings, and there shall thou shalt do all that I command thee. Notwithstanding, thou mayest eat, and thou mayest kill and eat flesh, and all I gate, whatsoever thy soul what? Lusted after. So, if you eat food, you're lusting after food. Hello? So, I don't lust. You lust when you ate that hamburger. I don't lust. You lust when you got that pizza. Because lust simply means a desire for it. All right. Get verse 20. So lust is a part of your nature. Get verse 20. Let's make sure I didn't make nothing up. Verse 20, when the Lord, thy God, shall what? Enlarge thy border as he has promised thee, and thou shalt say, I will what? Eat flesh, because thy soul longeth to eat flesh. Thou mayest eat flesh whatsoever thy soul lusteth. So all of you deep folk that say you don't lust, you're lying because every time you ate, you lust. Every time you drink something, every time you eat something, you lust. The difference is there are things that we lust for that are not sin and things that we lust for that are sin. But lust is a part of our nature. And we don't always lust for what's right. Because it's still let, 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 let me, let me, I'm gonna give you this. I Just want to give you a, a few things that so that you can you can get it in your in your spirit. These things are called some of them are called of the lust of the flesh. That means these are set up in your systems. Okay. Now we're gonna talk a little heavy tonight so you can get it. You're sitting down in the house. And at a certain time of day, you get hungry. Your body automatically get hungry to eat something. That's a part of your system. And your body automatically get hungry. Your stomach starts to growling. You start to feeling something because you're hungry for that. That's a part of your fleshly makeup. Can I, can I tell you something so you understand? That's the same thing with sex. It's a part of your makeup. It's not the devil. It's a part of your flesh. When you get a certain place and hormones start kicking in in your body, those are not santanic hormones. Those things are coming from your body. That's why they call the lust of the flesh. Now, whether it's right for me to go have sex or not, that's a whole different story. But because I have the desire, don't mean that come from the devil. Oh, man. I like the way y'all look so deep when I say sex. Cause that's a topic that you nobody wanna talk about when you say sex, but that's a topic that everybody has a problem with, but nobody wanna talk about. We come When I, I can be saying, Hallelujah, I say sex, y'all look down, cause you know you having battles. <laughs> some of y'all old ones and young ones, they they sit on like when I say the word like he shouldn't have said that. Look how some of y'all looking out at How many times is fornication in the Bible? How many times is lust in the Bible? How many times they dealing with, and the, the problem is they was bold in dealing with the issue of sex and fornication. First Corinthians chapter seven and one. Look at first Corinthians seven and one. This is a, this is a topic of sex in the church. Oh Lord, this is heavy. First Corinthians 7 and 1. And listen, the church wrote Paul and told them about what they were dealing with. There was an open dialogue that Paul is dealing with concerning the thing that you wrote to me. Y'all wrote to me and told me y'all was having some problems. First Corinthians chapter seven and one. Look what he says. All right? Oh, I thought I had a reader tonight.
1: <laughs> Now concerning the things whereof. Now concerning unto me. the things he wrote unto me. It is good for a man is not, not for to a touch. Man. Now, now they wrote him and asked
0: him, is it okay to touch a woman? They wrote him because he said, "This is concerning the thing that you wrote unto me. It's good for a man not to touch a woman. Uh huh.
1: Nevertheless, nevertheless, to avoid, to avoid fornication, let every man let every man have his own wife, have his own wife and let every woman uh-huh. have her own husband." So, so I, I just want you to
0: understand. So, they're dealing with sexual issues. All right. I want you to see that, and I want you to see one thing that, we, as we're going, that Paul did not say in this that the cure for this problem was prayer. He said the cure for it was get married. But then we got a problem. And I said this before. Everybody ain't going to be able to get married because there's a shortage of men. So the cure is get married, but there's a shortage of men. And there are a shortage of men. We already got against it because we don't have a lot of men. And then some of them want to be women. So now we have a, we have a real serious problem. Amen. It's like we already running out of green beans, and then now some of the green beans bad. All right. So, I just want you to see that. First thing I want you to understand, because we want to get this, first of all, that it's not a demonic problem. It's a flesh problem. It's a lust of the flesh problem and it's not demonic because it's important when you have something going on that you don't put the wrong medicine to the condition. You cannot take foot medicine for your ear. And you can't take ear medicine for your nose. And I'm going to tell you and we have been blood of Jesus and cast you out and rebuke you and hold your peace and people still getting caught up in stuff. So it ain't no hold your peace and devil rebuke. It's got to be something else we need to deal with to understand. I'm telling you reality. So there is there is now you deal with you deal with you deal with flesh by strategy. It's strategy. It's strategizing. Now that ain't my whole topic today, but I just want to, I want you to so you can get that. It's the same thing with drinking and smoking. Let me let me let me give you this. All of our DNAs. Are made different and they create our desires. So where one family may have a sex problem, one family may have a homosexual problem. There are people who literally, in their family, in their DNA, in their bloodline, in them is that desire for the same sex. It's been embedded in them. You can't tell me a baby come out acting like a sister. He just, the baby don't even know nothing about it. He goes,
1: Bing!
0: Boy, don't even act like a man. He's a baby. That's something that's in the DNA. That's something that that spirits travel through the bloodline. That's why you got one family. They don't even know each other, but the whole family drank. The whole family smoked. The whole family do this. It's going through that whole family line. And so those things are created in us. All right, go with me to the book of Galatians, chapter 5. Galatians 5. Right, And then what we know is this. That's why it's important to understand family history as much as you can. Because once I find out what's in my family, then I know what's in my bloodline, then I know what I need to avoid. I need to be careful of. That's why the doctor asks you, anybody in your family got high blood pressure? Anybody in your family got diabetes? They find that out? Now, you, you automatically going to find that out and you automatically know what you need to stay around from. If you, there are certain things that certain families can't do just because. For example, if you got a young lady who is in a family that has has been prone for dykeism and, 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 and women wanting to be in men, there are certain things that you can't let that child do. Even though those things are not necessarily a sin because they are pointing into that area, you can't get that child involved in that. You're going to have to make sure that you search your family and say, you know what? The ladies in our family are dyking, so you know what? You're going to wear pink. You're going to wear pretty colors. You're going to have bows. You're going to have flowers on everything you wear because I already know that's a problem. You tell them, little boys, you, when you get a certain age, you're going to grow a beard. You're going to grow a mustache. I'm going to put you, you're going to lift weights. You're going to get in sports. You're going to do something because that is in our line, and I know what I need to do to avoid that. Y'all ain't saying much. Because where did they come from? The flesh. Let, let me say this. Now, you got certain type of, type of pigs. You got certain type of cows. You got broma bulls. And those broma bulls, even though they're bulls, they, they, they grow a certain way. You got those cattle that got that little hump on their back. You got red bulls. You got black bulls. You got Indian bulls. You got breeds. All of us are a different breed. We got different breeds. And that breed means our bloodlines creates a breed of a person. I go, I go down in my bloodline. I know what's in my I know what the breed is. Once you know what the breed is, I was riding my bicycle today, and I look like I sometimes I get upset. Uh with, 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 I really do. I get upset with our neighborhood, and I get upset with black people in the neighborhood with dogs because we don't like to keep a dog on a leash. You know, we don't, a lot of us don't. I mean, the dogs just roaming everywhere. I be, sca- I mean, I ride through the neighborhood that's predominantly white. Everybody got the dog in the fence. I ride through the black neighborhood. Here go this big rock wild. I'm riding. I got to turn all the way around. Yes, I turned around. That dog looked like he was a baby man. I'm telling you. He walking, I mean, he, he, he wasn't just walking, he walking with muscles, you know. Man, I saw that dog, I turned my bicycle around and went the other way <laughs> I had to reroute. But there's a different breed and we are different breeds. You got to know what breed you are, right? Uh, 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 get me the book of Galatians chapter 5. Right? Galatians 5. Y'all follow me? Galatians 5. And I want you to understand. Galatians 5 in verse number 19.
1: Uh-huh. Now the works of the flesh are manifest. These are the works of what? The flesh. The flesh. These With, are the works of the flesh. Which are these? Uh-huh. Adultery.
0: And God was manifested in the what?
1: Flesh.
0: God was manifested in what? So these are the things that will manifest, which are works of the
1: flesh. This is flesh. Uh-huh. Read. Adultery. Uh-huh. Fornication. Uh-huh. Uncleanness. Uh-huh. Lasciviousness. Uh-huh. Idolatry. Uh-huh. Witchcraft. Yes. Hatred. Variance. Emulations. Wrath. Strife. Seditions. Heresies. Uh-huh. Envyings. Murders. Drunkenness. Revelings. And such like. Of the witch... I tell you before, as I have also told you in time past, Uh that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Come come
0: in, Lawrence, if you will. Come in, Lawrence. Okay, so what you got to realize, now, how many of y'all have flesh? Everybody got flesh? Let me see your hand. How many of y'all have a spirit? Okay, we got that clear. So, the works of the flesh produce those 17 things. Y'all with me? And there are others as well, but it produced those 17 things. Uh Uh-huh. Keep reading. But the fruit of the Spirit. So, But the fruit of the Spirit. Now listen, so you got flesh over here producing one thing and the fruit of the Spirit producing what? Love. Love. Joy. Joy. Peace. Peace. peace, Long-suffering. Long-suffering. Gentleness. So you got these two things that are on you that are prone to grow two different things. Your Spirit has fruit that's listening there, and your flesh has works that's over here. So you got these two things, these two different parts of you that are capable of bringing two different parts. Why? Because you have a spirit which is from God, and you have flesh that's dirty, that comes from the dirt. You are made of two things. Spirit and dirt. So you got the clean part of you, which is your spirit, but the dirty part of you, which you're made of. You're made from dirt. So dirt has dirty thoughts. Dirt has dirty ways. Dirty dirt. This is dirt. And in what God, what you do, you got to save man in an unsaved body. You can be seated. All right. Give me quickly. Watch this. Go down the book of Genesis, chapter one and twelve. And what. And so, when we understand, when we hear this word, father and son in the scriptures, you know, you're the father, the son, the father is greater than the son and all those things. When you hear those words, what God is really trying to do is show us through the father and son, not two different deities. The only reason that God got in flesh was to show us ourselves and what we were made of. Because you got the Father, which is the Spirit of God, the Son, which is the flesh of God, showing us that you got a spirit in a flesh that's existing in you. So God would eventually come and say, listen, if you don't understand what's going on you, I'm going to become a man. God is a spirit, but God got in flesh. So the Holy, living God got in flesh to show you what you were made of. So when I look at, when I hear the word father, son, I shouldn't be looking at two persons. I should be looking at two natures. The father is a spiritual nature. The son is the human nature. So I got in one person, both divinity and humanity who are thinking two different ways. In fact, this is, this is how the Bible describes it. And sometimes, if you're not careful, it make you feel like you're going crazy. Make you feel like you're losing your mind. Make you feel like you're double-minded. Make you ask yourself, what's going on? All right, y'all with me? Give me the book of Galatians 5 and 17. Uh, Lawrence, come here, please, if you will. And uh, T, would you come here, if you will? I don't have any rope around, do I? So, somebody said, We got some rope? We have any rope? No rope? That long cord? All right. Yeah. Come on. Just do this. Why don't you grab? I want y'all to hook up like this. Okay. Now, read 5 and 17 what it says. Let's read it together. 5 and 17. Gerard, lead us up and everybody read
1: together. For the flesh lusteth against the spirit. Uh-huh. And the spirit against the flesh. Uh-huh. And these are contrary. And and these are what? Contrary. Contrary. What? The one to uh-huh. the other. So they're going in two different directions.
0: Have you ever felt like now this this is how your whole life is gonna feel when you say your whole life? So y'all can understand what's going on. Your whole life is gonna feel this way. This is the spirit, I want you to go this way. This is flesh going this way. I want y'all no, no, I want you both. I put some resistance. Yeah, put some resistance. Yeah. See, so 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 this is what's this is what's going on internally in you. All right, I'm gonna let y'all go. So y'all won't break each other, put each other's soul out. Of, you know, come, come back. I ain't finished yet. All right. This, this is the thing. All right. So there's this tug of war, and 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 what you what what you don't understand? This goes on your whole saved life because this, because this did not get saved. The spirit got saved, and so there's this battle that you're fighting the whole time and if y'all to be honest and you will be truthful with yourself and don't try to look deep the whole time you've been saved is sudden you've been fighting with oh yeah yeah, yeah. I know you're shouting, I know you're running but after a good revival you go back and you're still fighting after a good old prayer meeting for a long time you're still fighting and then what's happening we, we ain't prepared for that fight because everybody ain't telling you they ain't fighting Everybody making it look good. They ain't telling the truth. Hey, oh, I got, oh, global, global. I, Stop lying. Tell somebody the truth. Tell them, hey, I've been here 40 years, but the whole 40 years, I've been doing everything I can to keep this prayer woman, prayer woman robe down. Yeah. They won't tell that.
1: They're
0: going to walk around with that robe out and press about now. I'm a prayer warrior. Never been, I come my way. I'm saved. They ain't telling you they got, they got combination locks on the, bo- on the bottom of that road that's tied down to their high heels. Click. Preachers preach, and they preach with such conviction and power they make it look good, but don't tell the truth that they're battling. And matter of fact is, I think the whole church in here bowed. So young people get saved, and when they get saved, they don't really think they're saved because they're still fighting. So they get saved. I ain't saved. I, I must not be saved because I'm thinking like this. I, I must not be saved because I, I feel like I want to smoke. I, I, I must not be saved because I'm having this battle. I must not be saved because this, because they never heard anybody talk about a struggle. Everybody say, well I've been saved and I told the devil I got the victory. And nobody say, hey, you know what? I told the devil I got the victory y'all. I've been saved 20 years but pastors had to pull me out of that gutter last year. And and not make that an excuse to fall, but tell me how you conquered that. How you got to that stage that you got, and don't tell me that you just got there overnight. Now, some of y'all that's veterans in here now, that's been in this church 20 years and 15 years, and y'all look good now. I haven't talked to you, you haven't been in my office about that problem in 15 years. But you won't tell them young people, the first 15 years you was in my office every month. Now, help me know how to conquer, how to fight, because it is a fight. It is a war. It is a pull. The, these are contrary. How many of y'all feel that contrariness within yourself? Let me see your hand. All right, they're all in the, Everybody, everybody got it. Everybody fighting. Why is it? Now I need to understand why. I need to understand what's going on. I think the best thing that can help me when I know what I'm dealing with, when I know now I've got two natures. I got two natures that's going on. Now, you can be seen. Now this, this wouldn't be a conversation I need to have if I if the church was full of, you know, uh uh that everybody that everybody in here was from Grove Mount or from from uh 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 the the life care center, whatever it is, uh, Cypress. What that place called on there? The Spring Hill or Spring Haven? Where is it? I don't know if everybody from there, from the, are gonna have to have this conversation. But I'm passing people eighteen to thirty-five, a lot of them. I'm passing some of y'all that's eighteen and ninety-five, and twenty-five or fifty-five, eighty-five, still having problems. And it ain't always, it ain't always your flesh. It's your mouth, your cussing. You're drinking, you're smoking. I ain't never seen so many people that have got problem with weed. Weed is like, really, that's a battle with this. I don't, I ain't never seen so many people that are messed up with weed. Young people. They are. Young people. And then then the saints, they getting all in it. CBC and CDC and all this other stuff, they they slipping up the devil. Doctor telling you, you got this and you got that. Everybody can get some reefer now. I don't care who you are. Now, all you got to do is tell me, I, I suffered from, from trauma when I was 10. Get a joint. You can just go to the doctor now and say, oh, I got, a, I got a pain here. You need some reefer. They got reefer pills, reefer, reefer cookies, reefer oil. All right, y'all Lucia. So I said reefer, reefer brownies. Okay. That came over there from that cone over there. That... that uh, <laughs> All right, they got it everywhere, and it's honest. It is honest, and man, you know, I have never, and I've got to be honest with you, I have never dealt with so many young people who are fighting with, with Reva. And what's happening is a lot of it is coming from their bloodline. It's 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 it's, it's, it's a, and I told y'all this. See your your blood craves for certain things that's in there. And that that's the stronghold in your family. That's a stronghold in your family. And, and, and that's the dirt. That's the kind of dirt you are. Give me quickly the book of Genesis chapter 2 and 7. I won't read Genesis 2 and 7 because I want to go. So, but I'm going to explain to you. Remember when God took man he, he formed him from the dust of the ground, breathed into his nostrils. What went in, so what you got is God breathing himself into dirt and so that God could let man know exactly what he was and exactly how he does, how, how he was God sets this tree up in front of him and he shows man this tree that this tree have good fruit on it and this tree have bad fruit on it because God is wanting man to see himself because man it wasn't just the, the man was not just in the garden he was a tree too. Uh, 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 Eve was also a tree in that garden. She was a tree, so they weren't just a, a garden. They they weren't just in the garden. They was a tree in the garden themselves. The Bible said, "Blessed shall be the fruit of your body." Give me the Book of Songs, one and one. Songs, one and one.
1: Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree. He shall be like a what? Tree.
0: So Adam and Eve were a tree in there too. All right? Give me the book of Isaiah 61. All right? And Three. And I'm going to show you your, your tree, 6, 1, and 3. Uh-huh.
1: To appoint unto them that mourn in Zion, to give unto them ashes, for beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, uh-huh. that they may be called trees they, of righteousness. They may, be, they may be called what? Trees of righteousness. They
0: are trees of what? Right. Let me show you that you're a tree. The Bible says you have the fruit of the spirit which is a what? Tree. Fruit comes on a tree. Now what he said in, in, in Galatians 5, you have the tree, you, got, you can have on that tree both good and evil. Why? You have the works of the flesh, which is the evil, and you have the fruit of the spirit, which is the good, and what God did, he set Adam in that garden, he let Adam see good and evil in that tree. Now what God did in Adam is the evil was there, but it was dead. The evil was dead. But when he ate off the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, then what woke up? The evil woke up. So now Adam is fighting with good and evil in himself just like that tree was. So now he's at that battle of good and evil. And from that in time, he's fighting. So what, what my whole saying is, what did God put Adam in? He put him in a garden. Not what Adam has to do. Now watch. When God put Adam in the garden and Adam got cursed, what started growing in the garden? Weeds, thistles, all those things start growing in the garden. Your whole life, you had good, but when we ate, then weeds start growing out of us. Thoughts that start growing out of us, that shouldn't be. Desires start growing out. So now what I got to do now is just like Adam got to pull the weeds out, they start coming. I got to not start working on pulling weeds out in my life. Oh, my. There's a Santa Spirit pop up. There's that because you have these things pop up in your mind. We got weeds coming our minds, weeds come in our flesh. Come on. Come on. Come on. Hello. It's no surprise that the dope that they got, they call it weed. They call it weed. Why is it weed? It's weeds growing in your garden. Your mind. So I gotta make sure I dig out all of these particular things that's going on in me. So so it it, it, it it's like this there are things that will grow in me I just got to know how to weed them out but you can't stop them from coming because that's a part of the nature that's a part of who you are y'all with me? that's making any sense? right get me quick I want you to get this now but God gives us whole stories so that we can understand him listen you got the flesh of God what is the flesh of God? what is that? what's that called? the flesh is what? the Son of God, okay? The flesh is the Son of God. And then the Spirit is the Father. But well, what, what part of him is the soul? What is the soul? What is the soul of God? Hmm? What is his soul? Well, the word, of course, is the soul, because the word is an expression of the mind. So the word is an expression. The wor- words are expression. So i g- give you this. <laughs> Whenever you speak, words are expressing what you're thinking. So that's why I say the word was made flesh. Anytime you cuss somebody out, it's something that was an expression. Now, Give me the book of, uh, I want you to get me the book of Hebrews chapter 1 and 3. So the Holy Ghost is, of course, the mind of God. The Holy Ghost is the mind of God. And the word of God is the, is the expression of God. So when Jesus, when he said the word was made flesh, it's not somebody different than God. It's what God expressed. His word is made flesh. It was, it was, it was, it was the very thought of God. Go, go to the book of Hebrews, chapter uh, Hebrews, chapter one and three. Uh huh.
1: Who being the brightness of His glory, uh-huh. and the express image of His person.
0: The express image. It is the express image of His person. So it is the it is the expression of God. Words are God's expression. So now what you have? God has flesh, which is a son. God has a spirit which, of course, is a spirit, and then God has a mind, which is, of course, uh, a soul, a mind, which is the Holy Ghost, which is also the expression of God. I say the mind of God uh, rather than the soul of God, but the expression of God. Everybody follow me? So now when when I look at the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, I should be able now to look at the flesh of God, the mind of God, and the spirit of God and relate that to me. And that's so important that we see that because now what you have is when you look at the father and son talking, these are not two different people, but he's trying to show us how in us, we are talking within ourselves. Just like the father saying, the son said. if it's possible, let this cup pass. I know that you and I both have two types of conversation that's going on in us now, presently. Just like, and folk have this problem understanding the father and son. Let me tell you something. There is a spirit and flesh conversation going on with me, and I am myself. But I'm talking, me and my, me, me and me is having some real serious talk. And now, if you don't understand the son and father being the same person, then you ought to be able to understand you and you being the same person, but talking from two different degrees. I mean, we're talking from two different positions, and sometimes I don't even feel like myself. Because there's a part of me saying no I want to do this I said no you ain't going to do that you know that ain't right so you got the father and son talking because my flesh and my spirit talking and I have no confusion to say that I'm one person I am one person but this one person is having a serious conversation This one person saying pray and the same person said drink as one person says, shout. The other person say club tonight. One person. One person. You mean, I've got this? And now listen, how can you not understand God? Who was he talking to? Who was you talking to this morning before you got it there? Who was were, who were you talking to when you said, mm-hmm, I can't do that? Who was you talking to? They're like, I, I, I. God talked to himself. I'm talking to my. No, you can't do that. Ah, 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 that that Bible say, what that Bible say, what that word say. Ah, ooh, no, you can't. Come on. Y'all know some of y'all have some serious stuff going on. And sometimes when you're praying, sometimes you ain't even praying to God, sometimes you're talking to yourself. Have, have you ever got down on your knees to pray and you start talking to yourself? Okay. Some people got problems with that. So what Jesus did to show us how it happened when Jesus got to praying on Calvary. He wanted to show you why he was going to give you the Holy Ghost. So when he got on there, he got to praying. He said, Eli, Eli, Sabathani, in a whole other language. And somebody said, he's talking to himself? Hey, you mean God talked to himself? Well, I do some Eli, Eli, Sabathani's and talk to myself in another language. Get first, Corinthians chapter 14 and 1. First let's go to 14. Let's expedite time. Watch this.
1: All right. First uh, Corinthians
0: 14, 27, and 28, and watch this conversation just like Jesus went off Eli Eli and, I, and he was saying my God my God why has it forsaken me but he was talking to himself when you speaking in tongue watch this good 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 first Corinthians 14 27 look it says
1: if any man speak in an unknown tongue uh-huh. let it be by two or at the most by three that by court and that by course. And let one interpret. Uh-huh. But if there be no interpreter, watch this. let him keep silence in the church. Uh-huh. And let him speak and to let himself. Him speak
0: to what?
1: Himself. So you
0: got a problem with God speaking to himself? He spoke in an unknown language, speaking to himself. And God said, when you're speaking in tongue, you're speaking to yourself. What else? And to God. And to God. So there's a dual conversation. Sometimes I'm praying in tongue, and I'm telling God I need you, and I'm telling my flesh, straighten up. So there's a doom conversation. No, so watch, watch this. Do you mean I can be saying one conversation, but I'm talking to both God and me out of one conversation? Why? And then, now watch this. Now watch, watch what's going on. Now, this is powerful. I'm talking to God in me, and what's speaking out of me is the Holy Ghost. So the tongue is the Holy Ghost speaking, and it's talking to God. So it's God talking to God because it's the Holy Ghost that got me speaking in tongues and the Holy Ghost that got me speaking in tongues is speaking to God in me. So that's a three-way conversation in one person. Now somebody's confused because they hear it coming out of my mouth but really ain't me talking. It's God speaking the tongues and God speaking to God. And God's speaking to me. So what's going on? So though these people have this confusion about the father, the son, the father, the son. Who was he talking to? He was talking to himself. He was talking to that flesh. Who was he talking to? Sometime when I'm praying, I'm talking to me and I'm talking to God. Now that 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 whole now what God wants, that whole battle that we have, and He did that so we'll know what we deal with. Who is any more God than Jesus? But yet there's a part of him that doesn't want to submit to the spirit. Flesh is contrary, regardless of whose flesh it is. Can can I share something with you? I want you to get this. Now, listen to me. Jesus did not commit sin. Everybody get that? Did y'all get that? I want to make sure this is plain. Let's say that together so nobody won't think I'm saying anything wrong. Jesus did not what? He didn't, right? But can I tell you something? The flesh that Jesus was in, was not glorified flesh until after he died. So the 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 flesh that Jesus was in, there was no sin in it, but it was still sinful flesh. And because it still had sinful flesh, it could be tempted. God couldn't. So something is going on with God. In the flesh, the temptation was to the flesh, not to God, because God can't be tempted. Give me the week of Romans 8 and 3. Get Romans 8 and 3. Watch this. Romans 8 and 3. Right? Get Romans 8 and 3.
1: What it says. Read it. For what the law could not do, in that it was weak through the flesh... God sending his own son. God sent
0: his own son in the likeness, in the likeness of sinful flesh. Now, let's get this straight. That what Jesus was in was not, it was it was the likeness of sinful flesh. Don't get it twisted like they say, oh, but but you ain't, you ain't. Jesus didn't go. Oh, it was sinful flesh. It was the likeness of what kind of flesh? Sinful flesh. Did it have sin in it? Did he sin? No, but it was what? sin for flesh, the likeness of sin for Now watch this. Get me Matthew chapter four and one because you want to understand. So get Matthew chapter four and one. One chapter first verse. Now, how many of y'all agree that Jesus is God? Amen. If you don't, he's still God. Amen. I hope y'all getting this. Matthew four and one.
1: Uh-huh. Then was Jesus led up of the spirit.
0: Then was Jesus led up in the spirit
1: into the wilderness, to, the wilderness to, be tempted, to be tempted of, of the devil. Now
0: is Jesus God? Yes. But he was led of the spirit to be what
1: tempted?
0: Tempted of the devil. Now this is something. Now give me James chapter one and thirteen. Jesus was tempted, right, of the devil, and you said Jesus is God, but in James 1 and 13, what it says.
1: Let no man, Let no man say when he is tempted, say when he's tempted I am, tempted of, I am God. tempted of God. For God cannot God be tempted. God
0: cannot be what? Tempted. But the Bible say Jesus was led up in the spirit to be tempted. But how can he be God? And they say God can't be tempted. But yet it said Jesus was led up to the spirit to be tempted. Now you got to understand the two parts of Jesus the sinful flesh likeness of sinful flesh which is the humanity that was tempted and the spirit that was in there which was the God that couldn't be tempted and the only reason Jesus had to get in flesh because God couldn't be tempted as a spirit by fleshly things because the spirit has no desire for fleshly things so in order for God to be tempted he had to put on something that can be tempted and that was sinful flesh And so what he wants you to understand is what you're being tempted with is not your spirit. Your spirit can be perfectly good, but your flesh is perfectly bad. So the fight that you're dealing with is not your spirit. And sometimes we think because we're battling with our flesh that our spirit is no good. A car can be in an accident and totally mess up the car, but the engine is still good. So you can have all these battles and fight in the flesh, but it, doesn't, it shouldn't affect you to make you think that your spirit is not intact. Now the thing I have to do is take my spirit and overpower what my flesh is, but it does not mean that that, the, now listen, because you, now you got to understand temptation. I want you to understand lust and temptation. What is temptation and what is lust? So we understand. I hope everybody's getting this. Because you need it if you're saved and you're battling. And you say, man, where's all this stuff coming from? Saying something. how does the devil work with temptation? Lust is what I like, and every one of you got a lust of something that you like. Now, how many of y'all like red velvet cake? Let me see your hand. How many like chocolate chocolate cake? How many you like cheesecake? How many of you don't like cheesecake? All right? How many you don't like red velvet cake? How many don't like chocolate cake? How many like Jello? How many don't like Jello? How many like chitlins? Oh, y'all with them, ooh. How many like oxtails? How many like possum? Oh, I got a few possum eaters here. oh, 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 oh. How many like coon? All right. How many of y'all like gopher? I All mean, right, don't put your hand up too much. That's a $500 fine. <laughs> Well I said this, I said this because I want you to understand temptation and lust, what temptation and lust is there are some people like some stuff, some people don't some people like that. I'll I give you an example uh there's a certain type of male that some women don't like there's a certain type of female that some women don't like. I mean some men don't like you know you, know, you got dikes and everything I'm just uh, it's all twisted up in this world now everything's messed up <laughs> you know when you got people used to smoke. Some, any of y'all used to smoke? All right. Somebody like who like Benson and Hedges? Uh, somebody, who like cool? Huh? Who like somebody like somebody like cool? Or who like Winston's? Uh, what kind of so everybody got their own kind of cigarette this morning? I'm gonna chew tobacco. Nobody chew tobacco in here? Anybody, anybody had snuff? Let me your hand? Nobody snuff, chew tobacco or whatever? Huh? Weed, touch it, what? What is it? Two Blacks two and all that. All right. All this stuff, huh? She said she's more weed. You don't know what kind it was. It was just weed. Huh? All right. Okay. All right. Anyway, I listen. Know. I want y'all to hear this. I want you to get this. Because and, and, I want you to understand it. I want you to see. Everybody has their own type of lust. It's, it's your own lust. That's why somebody can look at some person, ugh, he ugly. I I go, ooh, I like him. Someone look at one guy, oh, someone look, I don't drink that. I don't smoke that. Because everybody has their own lust. Now, the devil's job is to find out where it was and bring it. His job is to see what you have an appetite for and put it in your direction. He didn't create the lust in you that was in you, he just found out what it was and brought to you what you like. He doesn't create lust. That's out of you. If you like a a man and you are a woman, that was not created from the devil. That was created for God for us to have children. Be fruitful and multiply. If there was no desire, there wouldn't be no multiplication. Now the devil got to say, huh, I wonder what kind of flesh they like. What kind of drink they like. Okay, y'all follow me? Give me James chapter 1. James chapter 1. And 13. James 1 and 13. Everybody follow me? It makes sense? Amen. James 1 and 13.
1: Let no man say when he is tempted, I am tempted of God. Uh-huh. For God cannot be tempted with evil, uh-huh. neither tempteth he any man. Uh-huh. But every man is tempted when he is drawn away he of is, his he, own lust. He
0: is he, drawn away of his what? own lust. It's, who, who lust is it? His. It's his. It's what he like. Everybody don't like the same thing. It's your own lust and it is in us and you got to acknowledge and admit it's there. and what the devil does is say you know what whoa I know what kind of cake they like. Put that over there. I know what kind of drink they like. Put it, that's why that's why The prayer is lead us not to temptation. Don't lead us to temptation means don't lead me where it's at. Because if I get where it's at, I like it. So that's the battle that we're having. Now the battle is not, the battle is not having it, the battle now becomes not going around it. Lead us not, and that's the that's the that's the battle. Because what we think we think is gone, a person can go in jail and, and have a crack problem, and not smoke one bit of crack. I've been delivered five years. I've been delivered, yeah. Because you know that bell will bust your head open if you see you got some reefer in there. They get out of jail after five years of being delivered and go right to the crack house. Why? How did that work? Why? Because you wasn't around and you couldn't get to it. Don't think you delivered, because you can't get to it. Oh, man, oh, I'm delivered from John. Yeah, he been in the army for six years. Why God delivered me from him? Oh, I've been delivered. Yeah, he been in the army six years. Now he come home. <laughs> All right. Amen. So now what I got to do is say, Lord, don't leave me to temptation. Amen. I was I thought I was delivered from corn dog until I saw one today. I was delivered. Only three. I have to repent, only three. Not not three whole ones. It was it was three little small ones. It was like the size of a nugget. Something justified. It was like I ain't I the I ain't had no I ain't had no corn dog in Yes, I knew it was going to get me. Y'all pray for me because I have a, a, this. This on the church job. There's a battle. One of the offices is like a bakery. It turn into a bakery. I won't tell you who office it is, but man, you coming in the morning? They got French toast sticks cooked up and stuff. Smell up a little a little oven grits and everything. I mean, I and I'm walking in there every day. I have to smell. Today, them little corn dogs that looked small, like they looked like nugget corn dogs. There was, there was. I was "What you got there?" A corn dog. And I looked down there. It wasn't. A, I was looking for a whole corn dog. I could have got you know But, but that little round corn dog. I said, "Man, I wonder how them taste. I never seen them like that. Small like that." You know, I I had seen a big corn dog, but when I see the little baby round corn Because that, that taste the taste the corn dog that ain't never and I, I ooh, I said, let me get me get I said, let me taste one. And I ate that one. So I couldn't taste that good. I need some more. So I end up getting a a five pack. And I called Isaac. I know it's getting to it. I called Isaac Look, come, you got to eat three of these. You got to eat it. Come, hurry. I was trying to call him because the other three were house. I him, said, Hurry up. He said, Pastor, you called him. I said, Man, come on in here. I went down to Jackie's office. I won't eat. because I, I I'm i going to only eat a few of them. I went down to Jackie. I said, Sister Jackie, you want some corn dog? She said, Corn dog. <laughs> he said, No. I called Isaac and I said, Eat these now because I want to go. But the the point of it is, is I looked at it. I saw it, and I had a desire. So what what is it that Satan is to do? He is to find out when I'm hungry. And we're hungry for something, and then offer it. Then was Jesus there to be tempted of the devil, and after he was hungry. So the devil is to look at me when I'm hungry, find out when I'm hungry, and say, You want this? That's what's going on. When you're home, you go through a battle and go through something. Watch the devil. This devil, the devil, do he'll use somebody to get your nerves all racked up because you know some of y'all, y'all was all right. You don't smoke till a drink till you get nervous. Somebody get on your nerve and he get your mama to cutting up and you get to shaking. I'm like, "Ooh, I need a joint." <laughs> he used her to get you mad. See, it's a setup. He used her to get you mad and them to get you upset. And then you got to calm your nerves. Let me calm, let me calm my nerves. Oh, Lord. Let me calm my nerves. What you say? Right after that drink, what you say? The nerves calm. Sometimes it's drink. Sometimes it's getting somebody that know how to provoke that cuss out of you. There's people that can pull a cuss out. They didn't use them to pull one right out of you. Now listen, this is not justifying. but I talk like this, people think this is not justifying. This is acknowledging what you got in you. Now, that's why the Bible say flee from occasion. He didn't he say flee, because you see, you say, so what when I said, they say, you know what? That person can make me cuss. That situation can make me do this. That can make me respond like this. That's why I say every man is tempted when he's drawn away of his own lust. Then what? Enticed. Now, this is the problem. Because the Bible says don't put no confidence in the flesh. So the problem is that when we walk around with these bigoted high spirits like we're good, he said let him that think he's saying, take heed lest he fall. And have no confidence in the flesh. It's just the reality. So he's saying, "I don't care how saved you get. Don't have no confidence in this. Don't walk around with your head up like you got it. Always know that you're vulnerable. Everybody, you ought to live." He said, "The righteous are gonna scarcely make it in." So I live in the state of prayer because I I realize that I'm potentially capable. So why do I always pray? Because I always know that I'm, I'm this flesh is a mess. So that's what calls for all of the prayer. It calls for all of the prayer because I understand. So when you say, well, I don't need that. And and we get to that state. We get to that place that I'm cool. I got it. I got this. I told y'all my example the other other day when I was speaking. I've got uh, two more scriptures in it. I want to go. I told y'all how that that I had that uh, that anger. I got upset with that lady. Can I tell you what? Now, Jesus never sinned. But boy, they pulled Jesus into a rim that that meek and humble lamb, he came out early. Jesus went and threw that stuff over in the temple. They was in there selling in the temple. Jesus walked in the temple and threw and then he didn't just threw temples. You know what? Jesus was whipping them people. Go get Matthew. 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 He wasn't sinning because they were his people. They were his children. Now, I know some of y'all would have been in there with your deep self. I'm going to show you. I want you to get this. Now we still need a prayer. Okay, get this. Go down to the book of uh, John two and thirteen. Two and I want twelve
1: After this he went down to Capernaum, he and his mother and his brethren and his disciples, and they continued there not many days. and the Jews' Passover was at hand, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem.
0: Jesus went up to Jerusalem
1: and found in the temple
0: and he went in the temple
1: those that sold oxen
0: those that sold oxen
1: and sheep. And And doves
0: and and, and sheep and
1: doves and the changes of money sitting. And the changes
0: of money sitting.
1: And when he had made a scourge of small cord.
0: When he he, Jesus made a whip of a
1: cord. Uh He drove them all. He drove them all out of the temple. He drove them all out of the temple. And the sheep and the oxen Uh and poured out the changes money and overthrew the tables. He
0: went in there and did what? He overthrew what? The tables. The tables. Now, that wasn't no pretty scene. That got Jesus upset. The Bible said, Be angry, but sin not. They got Jesus upset to the point that Jesus went into the temple and he went and overthrew the tables, got a scourge, and whipped them out of there. Get out of here. And then throwing the tables over. Now, that don't mean you go to say, Jesus did that, go do it. Yeah, some of y'all, you know, you ready. See, Jesus did that, but I want you to understand there's that humor side. I want you to understand there's that humor side, that the humor side that has now become disgusted with how they're responding, and Jesus has got to get out, and then, 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 then not only that, Jesus stood in the door and wouldn't let nobody get in. And he said, my house should be called a house of prayer. What am I trying to say? Humanity responds in certain ways. Anger, it's not spiritual. That's humanity. Emotions. So now now my thing is to watch and pray. Not just pray, but see, this is the thing. God didn't just say pray, but watch. What am I watching for? I know me. I'm looking for something. When you watch, you're looking for something. I'm trying to watch me say, ah, I'm finding out more and more about myself. I'm looking, I'm, I'm examining myself and saying, hey, this is my problem. I, I automatically know now that I do have a problem when it comes down to people depriving me of what I think is my right. So to help me, one of the things to help me, and I'm, like I told you, I'm trying to go to to enroll in law school because I understand if you deprive me of something, I want to fight you back. You ain't going to deprive me and do me wrong when I want to fight you back. Now, see, my thing is, years ago, I want to fight it like this way, that way, physically. I, I remember one time we was at the gas station. This gentleman said something to my mother the wrong way, and, and man, I was ready to go at him. Don't don't talk to my mama and the guy. Kind of so now what I learned how to do, since I got fighting me, I'm going to the, the law school so I can learn how to fight properly. and not go and slap somebody. Now I know how to fight properly, the right way. And then I can take all that way that I, but now I know myself and I know that now, now this is the way I have to fight. I have to pull myself into a way to fight the right way. And, and once I learn me, now I want you to hear this about Paul. Paul gives us a, an open view of him he has examined himself, he has looked at himself, and he's given us an idea of what it was for him to be a man, a man of God, and an apostle, and yet have the same battle that you have in the book of Romans, chapter 7. Romans, chapter 7. And I'm closing with Romans 7 and Galatians. All right, Romans 7. Right? 7. And I want you to get verse one.
1: Know ye, ye not, not, brethren? Verse fifteen.
0: Verse 15. Uh-huh.
1: fifteen. For that which I do allow not. What? For that which I do. Oh. For that which I do, I allow not. Let me, let me give you this. What is that saying? What I'm doing,
0: I don't want to do. I don't even allow it. It's not me. It's not what I want to do. That what I do, I allow not. Uh huh.
1: For what I would, that I do not.
0: And what I want to do, I find myself not doing it. What I'm, what I'm doing, I don't allow it. And then what I want to do, I feel like I can't do it. How many of y'all have felt like that? I want to be saved. I want to do what God wants me to do, but look like I just can't do it. And then I find myself doing stuff that I don't want to do. Got one more after this. Read. Uh Uh-huh. Come on.
1: But what I hate, that do I.
0: Then then Paul even goes deeper. He said, what I hate. I got people, I had an uncle and I tell y'all about this all the time. My uncle Jeff. My Uncle Jeff, he smoked. He had a bad smoking habit, and that's. I used to pray for him. He asked me to pray for him. He couldn't stop smoking. It was killing him. The doctor told him it was going to kill him. He had emphysema. He had this little pump that he would be taking the oxygen out of one side. He owned the cleaner. And my Uncle was a good, good guy. But I mean, you could see him drying up that, 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 that smoke. He could not stop smoking those cigarettes. He hated doing it. Here's somebody dying, don't want to die, and they're telling him what you're doing is killing you, but he couldn't stop. had a cousin who had an alcoholic problem, cirrhosis of the liver, dying from alcohol. And the doctor told her, if you take one more drink, it is going to kill you. She was throwing up blood. I remember this as a little boy. You take one more drink, it is going to kill you. And she went in the hospital, got up and drunk and died. Got out of a coma. Got out of a coma. Right next it, next right next door to us. Got out of a coma. Went back and drunk and died. She didn't want to die. She didn't want to do that. But she couldn't stop doing it. That's that crave. Are y'all with me? Keep reading. I'm about through. Uh huh.
1: For that which I do, I allow not. Oh, sorry. Verse 16. If then I do that which I would not, I consent unto the law that it is good. Uh-uh. Now then it is no more I that do it, but sin that dwelleth in and me. It's no more
0: I that do it, but the sin that's in my nature. It is that nature. It is that natural nature. So now we're going to find out how to conquer it. Read. For I know that in me, this that is, the, is, this, this is. This is what Paul gives you. He said, I know. And this is what you got to know. I know that is in me that is in my flesh. That is in my flesh
1: dwelleth no that's, good things. That's
0: the first thing I got to know. I got to know that in me, that is in my he won't correct it. In me, in me, he changes, not not in me. He's not gonna change. In my flesh, not in me. Because there is something in me good, but in my flesh it ain't no good. So what you got in you it's good. But this he goes heavy to say this. Do you know this? There is nothing good in your flesh. He says, in me, that in, in my flesh dwelleth, no, ain't nothing good in your flesh at all. Nothing good in it. He doesn't just say, I, maybe, I got some bad and a few good things. In my flesh, there is no good thing. Ain't nothing good in none of us. That flesh. And he said this after he have got the Holy Ghost. So guess what? This that you got ain't no good. Now how do I get this thing to conform? That's why we pray. That's why we get strategy. That's why we learn. Now what am I praying for? I'm praying not because the, I'm praying so that I can get the strategy, the information, the guidance, the leadership to show me how how to deal with it, how to avoid it. That's what the prayer for. The prayer is for information of how to deal with it because it's a war. And when you're fighting a war, you, you, you're trying to find information for the strategy because the war is still going on. Now I need to find information on how to fight the war. So the whole thing is how to fight it. Because it's going to always be a fight. It's going to be a struggle. But, I'm, but I'm, I'm, I'm now I want to know, how can I successively, successfully fight the battle that's going to always be going on? So I'm coming for information of strategy of how to win. A lot of time, what we do, we pray and hoping that when we pray that it ends the war. No, I'm praying so I can continue to get information about me. That's why Paul said, guess what? It's a war. And guess who I'm killing in this war? Me. I die daily. I'm a war. Who you killing? I'm killing my flesh. And guess what? I kill it, get up in the morning, guess who I gotta fight again? There's another one. Who is that? I thought I killed you yesterday. I'm back. <laughs> kill it again. And he, he 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 he's so nice. He he come up, he come up dressed up. In a tuxedo, one day your flesh come in tuxedo, kill him. Then he come back in in a jumpsuit, come back in and sudden that's on same same flesh. He said, "You you 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 kill you kill case He show up and say, "Now he come up as cuss, kill cuss." He come up as lie, kill lie. He come up as back He got different ways that he come back, but I gotta kill it, kill it. We're gonna wake up tomorrow. Kill it, it'll wake up tomorrow. So now, so the whole cure is, the whole battle is understanding that it is a constant fight, flesh and spirit. All right? So I'm praying what? For strategy. I'm praying, God give me, lead me not into temptation. I'm praying so that I can learn how to fight that fight. I'm learning so I can learn how to fight that battle, so I can get instructions on how. Amen. And some of that, how I may tell you some things, do this, do that, don't do that, do this, do that, do that. It's strategy, all right? Any questions? Any questions? All right, my last scripture is Galatians chapter 4 and 14. No questions? Anybody got any questions? So, to show you that is about strategy. When Jesus prayed, he told him to pray, lead us what? Lead us what? Into what? So the whole prayer was about where I'm led. Lead us not in temptation, but deliver us what? from evil. Everybody got that? Give me Galatians chapter 4 now. Galatians chapter 4 Uh and 4 and 14. This is Paul talking.
1: And my temptation
0: and my temptation
1: which was in my flesh who
0: is this talking? Paul My temptation that was in my flesh, and then the church understood the temptation that was in his flesh. My temptation that was in my flesh. uh He
1: despised not. He
0: despised not.
1: Nor rejected. Nor rejected. But received me uh as an angel of God, Uh even as Christ Jesus.
0: So so let me tell you this, so that you all that are saved and doing everything you can. uh, God says he don't want you to think it's strange. Because this is what happened to us. <laughs> don't think it's strange to, towards the fiery trials which are to try you. And then they say, count it all as joy when you fall into divers temptation. What God wants you to do is don't act like this is a strange thing. Know that this is a part of the battle. Because what happens is, many of us, not the, the one thing that you lose a fight is when you're not prepared and know that you're supposed to be in a fight. So so when I know I'm in a fight, I'm prepared to say, okay, this could be coming anywhere, anytime. But when I'm not alert, I'm not ready, and I'm walking relaxed as if it can't. So I have to have that mindset, uh, at any time, I could be attacked. At any time, the enemy can hit me with a thought. So at all times, I need to be prepared to respond to what I feel or what could be in my flesh. Does that make any sense? How many of y'all that makes sense? Amen. I hope this is helping you. And, and 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 that's why prayer is needed. It's not just because this is what we think. Sometimes we think we're going to pray ourselves away from it. No, I need prayer to lead me on how to how to get out of it. Lead us not into temptation. Prayer, of how not to go in this way, and how not to go in that direction, how not to get here. Not, have, Amen. Y'all with me? Any questions? Any questions? Yes, ma'am. Don't y'all be round in your house? Got old liquor bottles in there. See some you know, folks like they have liquor bottles in there for direction, for decoration. In fact, some of y'all, if you know that you've been battling with the spirit and you came from alcohol, don't be getting no well, Don't even get the of well, grape juice in the wine looking bottle. Don't even get it because you got to fight. Don't go when you go to Red Lobster. Don't even order no 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 strawberry daiquiri in that kind of cup. Are y'all with me? Some of y'all, you've been smoking, don't even eat a carrot stick. Cut the, don't even eat the carrot. Just cut it up. You got to holding the carrot in your mouth like it's a cigarette. Can't do it. Yes, ma'am. 1 Corinthians 14.
1: When he says, let it be two people at the most, I guess, for the interpretation, if the person who have that guilt, um, they're the only person that know, and they can't say what it is to nobody. Well, like- well, the first
0: person who spoke it, they they are not the ones that interpret it unless nobody else interpreted it. So in other words, if, if I was speaking in tongue and I had the interpretation of the tongue, God wouldn't want me to interpret it because we don't want anybody to think, oh, they, they, proph- they spoke the tongue and prophesied themselves so they can have it rigged up. So what God is saying, let somebody else speak it. And if they don't speak it, then then you interpret it. All right. All right. Any other question? Any other question? Another question. Nobody else. Now I hope you all are taking the lesson that I'm taking and taking them, taking heed of it. I hope it's helping you with what you're dealing with, because I think we're out of we out of place spiritually. That there are people that are fighting to survive, fighting to make it. And I hope the word of God is being rich in your soul. Anybody else? Nobody else. Nobody else. Amen. Lift your hands up real quick here. Amen. All over this building. Now, everybody here know what your battle is, know what your fight is, know what you're dealing with. Amen. Now, you can sit here and act like you ain't got one. That's all right. Pray now for that line when you got. (laughs) Lift your hands in this building, lift them up to the Lord, and I want you to ask him for help. Don't care how deep you are, how long you've been in the church where you are, God, I got something I need help with. It could be my attitude. It could be the way I feel. It could be the way I respond. But God, I need your help. The, the minute you get to that place that you feel like you no, no longer need prayer, the minute you get to that place that you feel like you've arrived, you've already messed up. I don't care how long you've been in the church and everybody in this building ought to be praying and crying out to God now. Everybody. Men, women, ministers, elders, deacons, sisters, brothers, all over this building. God, I know me. I know where I am. I know what I deal with. I know what my fight is. I know what my struggle is. I know, I know what pastor's talking about tonight that I'm dealing with. And God, I realize my weakness is your strength. I realize I need you because I really want to be saved and I want to be saved, but I got a battle. I want to be saved, but I got a fight. I want to be saved, but I got a struggle. I want to be saved, but I'm dealing with something. It could be my attitude, my personality, the way I look at folk, the way I act. God, I got something that I need help with. Maybe it's animosity. Maybe it's hate. Maybe it's bitterness. Maybe it's anger. Maybe it's somebody that I'm struggling with forgiving. Maybe it's somebody that hurt me and God, I can't get beyond that hurt. God, but I need you tonight. Jesus. Jesus, here I am. Come on, open your mouth. God, I need you tonight. And God, I heard the word tonight that tell us to watch and pray that we enter not into temptation. God, I need your help. I need your guidance. Touch me, Lord. Are you praying with me tonight? Touch me, Lord. I want to make it. I want to be saved. Hallelujah, but I got a battle. I want to be saved, God, but I struggle. I want to be saved, God. Hey, God Almighty, God is here. Thank you, my God. Can't you feel the Lord here? Thank you, Jesus. Oh, God, I haven't told everybody everything I'm dealing with, but God, you know, I haven't told everybody what I've been fighting in my mind, but you know, come on, and somebody ought to be praying like that. God, here I am tonight, Jesus, I want something from you. Hey, glory, glory, glory. Come on, pray, come on, pray, come on, pray. God, I fight on my job, I fight in my home. God, I fight at night. I fight in the night. I fight in the midnight hour. With my thoughts, my mind, my heart. Hey, God, but I need you, Jesus. And I'm here tonight. These last five years, 10 years, however long I've been here, I'm not just sitting here. I'm here, God, because I want to be saved. If I didn't want to be saved, I wouldn't be coming. If I didn't want to be saved, I wouldn't show up here. If I didn't want to be saved, I wouldn't be to a Bible study. I wouldn't be to a prayer meeting. But God, I'm struggling with something. I'm struggling with an addiction. I'm struggling with a habit. I'm struggling with a way. I'm struggling with something, God. And I'm here tonight saying, help me, Lord. My God, somebody ought to ask God for help. Help me, Lord. Help me to live holy. Help me to live right. Help me to conquer it. Help me to make it. In the name of Jesus. Oh God, hear our prayer. Hear our cry. God, we're not deceiving ourselves. We know that we can't make it without you. Hallelujah. God, I pray that you touch those that are sick, those that are afflicted. Oh God, those that are dealing with sicknesses and disease all over, that are listening to us. Those that God are dealing with Attacks on their bodies, God, I pray for healing. God, we pray tonight, God, for that young man that was in that accident. God, we need a miracle. And God, only you can give a miracle. God, we speak life into his body. We continue to claim and we continue to believe and we continue to trust you because you're the only hope that we got. Heal that young man. Raise him up for your glory. That a testimony of your glory may be heard. A testimony of your glory may be seen. In the name of Jesus. 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 Oh, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, our conquering king. In the name of Jesus, our Savior. In the name of Jesus, our Lord. In the name of Jesus, our mighty God. In the name of Jesus, our Prince of Peace. In the name of Jesus, our Rose of Sharon. In the name of Jesus, our Lily of the Valley. In the name of Jesus, the word made flesh. In the name of Jesus, the Lion of the tribe of Judah. In the name of Jesus. We have no confidence in our flesh. We have no confidence in ourselves. We put all our confidence in you. you. You said you will keep us in perfect peace if our mind has stayed on you. And God, tonight, we just say thank you, Jesus. I don't want you to just say it out of your mouth. If you know that the Lord is what's keeping you now, just say thank you, Jesus. If you know the Lord is what's holding you together now, say thank you, Jesus. If you know the Lord, it's because of him that you're here. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for keeping me. I don't trust myself. Thank you for holding me together. Thank you for keeping my mind. Thank you for keeping my thoughts. <laughs> Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. God, if we're going to make it, we're going to make it because of you. And we're gonna make it, we're gonna make it because we're praying to you. And we're gonna make it, we're gonna make it because we're dependent on you, and we're gonna make it, we're gonna, hey God, we trust you to save us. We trust you to save us. We trust you to keep us now. Unto him that's able to keep us from falling. We trust you, Lord. Oh glory, about shanda do do shanda. I like that scripture. Say, now unto him that's able. Now unto him that's able. You ain't able to keep yourself from falling. Amen. I no, you're not able. Jude 1 said, Now unto him that's able to keep me from falling. If you think you're the one keeping yourself from falling, you're in trouble. Now unto him. You up your side. You know what that means, now unto him that's able to keep you from falling. If I trip and I stumble and I can't, I gotta find something else to keep me from falling. Now unto Him, you may feel yourself stumbling, but now unto Him, you may feel yourself look like you're about. But run to Him, catch my God. When you feel yourself getting weak, don't fall stumble over. Just unto Him. That's why I pray. Now unto Him that's able. What you do when you're walking. Y'all, we know when we're falling. We know when we're getting weak. What you do when you're walking, you feel yourself. You just try to, try to struggle yourself on over to keep yourself from falling. You ain't got your balance until you get something. Sometimes you lose your balance spiritually. Sometimes you lose your way spiritually. But don't fall on the ground. Fall in prayer. Fall in fasting. Just, just keep on until you reach him. Somebody feel yourself there now. You feel yourself getting there now. But now to him that's able to keep me from falling. You can break the fall. You can break the fall. You battling right now, but you can break the fall. And then he said to present you. That's what David said. My feet almost slipped. There are almost situations. Oh God, when I feel myself to that point, grab him before you fall. Y'all with me? Y'all with me? Let's stand to our feet. Reach over and tell somebody I'm depending on him. Tell them I'm not keeping myself. I'm not holding myself together. I'm not holding myself here.